Hi, Luna. Hi, Mom. Welcome to our SNK podcast. Uh, this is actually the third time that we've attempted a podcast, but we haven't had the courage to share it publicly yet. We'll see if this time is different or if it uh, goes into the test file. I'm Mom Taku. I'm best known from Tumblr, where I've been blogging about this series for more than four years. And I'm Luna. On Reddit, I'm better known as Wings of Moonlit Night. And there I upload everything related to the quote unquote official chapter pool. And yeah, I also hope that the third time is a charm and this one will get uploaded. So chapter 108 was called A Sound Argument. And um, from what I can tell, there were actually three apparently sound arguments being presented. Uh, Niall, of course, presented the first one. Uh, Whomever visited Historia must have been pretty convincing. And then, of course, we have Armin's sound argument to the 104th. So I'd like to discuss each of those this time, starting with Niall. Luna, what did you think? Do you believe Niall's cover story? Well, there's a lot to discuss here. Um, do I believe Niall's cover story that Historia fell in love with the farmer boy who used to bully her? Yeah, the Nicholas Sparks, basically yeah. Niall. <laughs> do you think Niall believes the Nicholas Sparks cover story that he presented of Historia's love life? Personally, I do not. And I also think Niall himself doesn't. Um, I don't know. It just came across to me like he was trying to protect her against Rogue and the rest of the government and the MPs in an effort to keep her safe. But I don't necessarily believe that Niall himself thinks that's the way it all went down. What do you think? Well, I do think that if Niall believes this, it's because of his own background. You know, he was committed to the Survey Corps, was going to be with Erwin and, you know, save humanity. And at the last minute, fell in love and chose a kinder and simpler life with Marie. So it may be that on a personal level, he wants to believe this because, you know, it's, it would be somebody following in his path and, it, you know, the, maybe he would have a level of understanding that nobody else would. But whether Niall believes it or not, I do not. Like, I cannot tell you, Luna, how happy this chapter made me as far as making this pregnancy story seem completely unbelievable. Like, I just, you know, that last panel of chapter 107, you know, just set off alarm bells. But then seeing this one, I was really comforted because it's like, there's no way this is true. There is no, this, this is all so completely ridiculous that, um, I just don't <laughs> believe it. I mean, you don't the, believe it? I don't. I mean, the story is that Historia, number one, there's no way she's in love with this guy. There's, so the, the story Nile presents is that Historia was all set to take the beast Titan power, but mm -hmm. fell in love and, you know, decided to make a baby. So I do not, I, I don't <laughs> think there's any evidence to believe that her face every time she looks at this dude. Yeah. Okay. So that's not it. We re I think the majority of the fandom will agree that, uh, no, she's not happy with the path she's on at the moment. Let me look at the poll though. There was, let's see how, what percentage of the population, um, she got pregnant of her own free will with the person she chose herself. 60% of the fandom do think that this is her decision to get pregnant with a guy, you know, to have some yeah. autonomy here in this situation. Okay, so aside from the 16%, nobody thinks that this is a happy development. True, but you said that you think that the pregnancy is just a ruse, that it's not true, which is kind of interesting to me, because so, what makes you think that? For Historia to actually be pregnant right now, number one is dangerous. And number two, the only benefit it serves is prolonging Zeke's life. And that's the story that Rogue presents, mm. that it's not that Historia fell in love with this guy and wanted to make a baby. It's that Historia got scared and wanted to put off assuming the Beast Titan power, that somebody has convinced her of this because it's in every interest of parodies that Historia assumed Zeke's power immediately and she didn't she got pregnant and now she can't because taking that power will harm the child okay I just you know for me whether she is or pregnant or not assuming the appearance of being pregnant does the same like whatever <laughs> whether she is or isn't the whole point is to buy time for Zeke so why actually get pregnant okay so let's start with the first reason that you know having a child is possibly dangerous to her health um, could potentially be the end of her. But I think she has to, you know, as her duty as the queen, procreate at some point. So whether it is now or later in life, 
I mean, it's a risk they have to take because without her, they probably won't have any heirs that are loyal to parties. Well, I just don't, I just don't buy that when Zeke, I mean, Zeke is, would be a far more efficient royal baby maker. True, but he isn't loyal. But he doesn't have to, to be. He's only loyal to himself. He doesn't have to be loyal to anybody. I mean, he just needs to true. be a sperm donor. I mean, that is all he needs to do. <laughs> and, and I think Isayama, he, he does a lot of stupid things. Like this, when Reiner's head was cut off and he transferred his brain function. Okay, oh. that, that, okay he at yeah. least explained it. The fact that Zeke can't bear children or won't bear children, if that's not a viable option, that needs to be explained in the story because Grisha could father children. Grisha was a shifter, and so mm-hmm. there's no biological reason why Zeke can't do this. I mean, literally, he could get 20 women pregnant in this time it takes Historia to have one <laughs> child. So I am just not accepting this at all. At all. I am digging my heels in. Yeah. This is not except. This is just not. It makes no sense. I think he doesn't want to. Otherwise, he would have by now. And why? And why should Historia have to? If he doesn't want to, neither does she. What's the big deal? Somebody's got to do it. It's his plan. I think it's because you know he has his own motives, and he knew that if you know it ever got discovered that he has royal blood, it's not just on him. It would also be on any potential children. Now that he's not in Marley anymore, of course, everyone wants to see him eaten as soon as well, possible. He could, he could do the deed before he got eaten. And I also remember that meeting with Kiyomi. Yeah, well, the meeting with Kiyomi last chapter in mm-hmm. the darkness. There's, again, I mean, if Kiyomi has an interest in this as well, she could have supply, She could have brought consorts. <laughs> I mean, there's just a thousand Jesus. different ways this could have gone. She could have, as part of her entourage, bought consorts, you know, had Z. Yeah. donated it to them it's, and taken them back to his room for um I, you know <laughs> and they could have been paid well i just don't see i mean is it physically possible yes, yes. but is there any need for zeke to it's more efficient what, what motivation does he it's have his plan to do that it's his plan but his story of being pregnant serves him far better than he himself bothering any children I, yeah it just it you know historia can carry one baby at a time at great risk to herself. Zeke could father True. dozens of children at zero risk to himself. But they're not going, he's not going to. You know, there's a logic there that, well, I mean, he might have to. I mean, maybe he has. Yeah. Well, how, uh, how are they going to force it? <laughs> it, it's, it shouldn't be a matter of forcing. This is his plan. He's the one who's laid out the plan. He's the one who said, this is what needs to happen. Even even if Historia would not have children to inherit the beast Titan, she would still have to have children at some point in time. Not necessarily. If Zeke did, then those, those are just as legitimate royal children as anything Historia has. There's no reason. True, but they're not, they are not like next in line to the throne. She is. I don't think it would matter. Do you? I really think it would. Because does she need to be queen? She, they just need people who have the ability to power up the founding titan. All they need are royals to power up the founding titan. True. That's all they need. But they also need a stable, you know, ruler and government with that. And she provides that. So and she's probably going to, you know, secure her line. And she's, she cannot do that with Zeke's children. I, you know what, when you look at, you know, everyone wants to throw real life royalty. When there are no heirs, it goes to cousins. It goes to, you know, third, fourth, fifth down the line. It goes, you know, the, the inheritance of power is, Zeke has as much right to it as she does. So, I mean, they both come from the same line. He's a little further back. So. Yes, but. If you look at who would be more accepted by the people, and that's also important. You know, I think it's like Historia said when she assumed the queen, uh, the position, you know, she she wanted to rule based on her actions. So killing her own father uh, and being the hero in Orvud certainly proved her right to be queen. But, you know, the same thing could happen. Whomever's willing to assume this power. I don't know. I... I just don't think even that's, I mean, I'm not, I mean, you present a fine argument to my friend, <laughs> but it's not enough. It is not enough to, uh, and, and regardless of whether she has to have them eventually, the question is, is she pregnant now? Yes. Um, 
And whether she is or not, what's her motivation? Mm. The motivation being presented by Niall, we've disregarded because she's clearly not in love with John Boy Walton. Okay. (laughs) The argument presented by Rogue that she's a coward is clearly not an option. So somebody convinced her of this. And that's where we get into that second sound argument. Somebody made a sound argument to Historia, came to her covered in a cloak, and convinced her to either get pregnant or else to give the appearance of being pregnant to prolong Zeke's life. So, So, who do you think it is? Okay, let me say why I think the pregnancy is real and who convinced her. You're welcome to be delusional in that regard. I will accept it. I like you anyway. I'll be delusional with the the other 90% of the fandom, okay? Oh, I know, I know. I know I'm in a minority here. <laughs> Wait, let's see. Is Pistoria's pregnancy a fake? So Only 8.3? Yes. 60% of the fandom. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm looking at the poll now. So 58, no, 59.6 are saying that she's legitimately mm-hmm. pregnant. There's 30% who are not sure. And 8.3% who are convinced she is not. So I'm going to take those not sures and bundle them into my... No, um, <laughs> no I'm, you cannot. Yes, I can. They are team team fake pregnancy. I'm going to take 30. That would give me 38% compared to your 59. So... <laughs> sure. Okay. Still the vast majority thinks that, <laughs> <laughs> that she's pregnant. Okay. Let me, let me tell you uh, my theory. Okay. Which is, okay, so I think you're right and that the only reason why she would be pregnant is to prolong uh, Zeke's life. Now, I think Aaron A has a good motivation to keep both Zeke and Historia alive. And um, I think he mentioned it very clearly before that he doesn't want any one of his friends to become a titan. Mm-hmm. And especially Historia. So I think... He knew as soon as Zeke would come back to Paradise that he would be eaten. So this is a way for him to not only prevent his brother from being eaten, but also prevent Historia from, you know, becoming the Beast Titan. Now, this is only a temporary solution. Correct. So my feelings are, thoughts are that Zeke and Eren have found a way to find an end to the whole Titan history and you know ended ended once and for all basically yeah i agree with that but it's a plan that historia herself would never agree to maybe either or it was just meant in a way to keep her safe and prevent her from becoming a titan altogether you do agree that historia has no issues about inheriting the beast titan power she absolutely during that meeting with kiyomi in chapter 107 so eager to take this power Yes, and I still kind of wonder what what was going on in her head. Like, why was she so eager to do that? I mean, this is Historia. She's. It's not that she's got a. I. I mean, she's self preservation has never been high on on Historia's list. I mean, I remember no. her going after the tight. I mean, she this this little four foot nine, you know, eighty nine pound child is insane, right? She's she's brave. She's ferocious. She <laughs> killed her own father. I was looking mm-hmm. back. In chapter 70, no, 68, 67, you know, within the course of three chapters, Mm -hmm. she stared down Kenny, body slammed her dad, stood up to Levi, stood up to Erwin. I mean, this, this little girl stood up to the most powerful men in the world and won and beat them. Like in every situation, Historia got her way. So, you know, I think that that character development that we saw there, um, just how ferocious and brave. I mean, forget standing on the tower at Utgard throwing rocks at Titans. I mean, this this is not a person who stands by um, and lets others take her responsibility. She's not afraid. She's reckless, brave, and ferocious. I mean, that's the only way I can think to describe her. And it's such a contrast with what we're seeing now. Mm. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine any argument coming to her saying, I don't want you to become a Titan yet, so get pregnant. I can't see her ever going, uh, okay, ever, ever. And, and if Aaron is the cloaked figure that came to her, I mean, it sounds like that's what you're saying the conversation was. I I don't know if it was Aaron, but I do think it was someone on Aaron's behalf. Well, the majority of the fandom thinks it's Aaron. They do think it was Aaron in the cloak. 
Mm. Um, I initially thought Hanji because I could see where Hanji would fake a pregnancy. She's also crazy. (laughs) Um, and, and where it would serve Paradis's best interests to make it appear that they were complying whether they were or not. But now I do think it was Yelena. I can't imagine oh. anybody else wanting to prolong Zeke's life. Yeah, I think if it was either Hansi or Aaron, it was definitely with um, the idea in the back of their minds that they would save Historia. From becoming, right, saving her from becoming yeah. a titan, though, it's, it's saving her from the pregnancy that I would think... I mean, if I was Historia, it would be that I'd want to be saved from not becoming a titan. Yeah, I think it's kind of what is the lesser of two evils right. here. And I think for maybe um, the scouting corps, it's her being pregnant because at least she gets to live. But I don't know how she necessarily feels about the whole thing. And if she was really consulted about it and, you know, this is just another thing she's doing to please others, but not really a choice she herself made? I just can't, you know, when I looked back at those chapters, and I think this season's anime is really going to remind everybody just who Historia is, okay? So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been how many years? It's 20, no, wait, chapter 68. Help me with math, 40, 40 months ago that we saw (laughs) those events. Um, That's a long time. It's a little over three years. Okay, people forget. They forget where her character, where we left her character off at. So, I mean, if she legitimately has become what she's being presented as, you know, I'll be surprised. So we'll see. I mean, a lot of people have changed in the past three to four years, mom. So I I don't know. Nobody has changed like that. I mean, Connie's gotten a little bolder. Jean is still Jean. Everybody is still every, nobody, nobody has been. and, And okay. So we did see, the only other character we've seen go through like that level metamorphosis is Reiner mm-hmm. and Aaron. Aaron starts out, you know, brave, bright eyes. I'm going to kill all the Titans. And then by chapter mm-hmm. 68, he's begging for death. So, but we saw such a progression with that. Reiner goes from being the big brother to begging for death. But we saw the progression. We saw the whys behind it. With Historia, we've not seen that. Exactly. And that's another reason why I think this is a red herring. Because if she is who they are presenting her to be, we need to see why. And I don't imagine the story is going to devote, you know, 10 chapters to what's happened to Historia in the last four years. There's too much ground to cover. We're too close to the end. So. Yeah, true. But, and I don't know, like we haven't had a lot um, of her character building the last couple of chapters. It's just her saying one or two lines, if she's saying anything at all. And, um, Yeah, we're back to the cavern where she's, you know, no speech bubbles, just facial expressions. And nobody knows what she's thinking. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see. If I'm wrong on this, if I'm wrong, I will accept being wrong. And I, you know, but but I really think that there's tremendous amount of evidence to be side eyeing this thing like crazy. Like really, really, every bit of this is suspicious. Because the goal of prolonging Zeke's life, I think that's what everyone needs to remember. Why would she do that? Why? What would her motivation be? Who would convince her to do that? Mm-hmm. And if it is Aaron, then how does that fit with his rage at Hanji in the prison? You know, he seemed genuinely, well, he was obviously genuinely upset at what he perceived had happened to Historia. I have to assume that's the pregnancy. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. If he knows, there's still a lot of things we're not certain about. Things Isayama is not divulging. So. Right. Right. Well, so who the cloaked figure is, I mean, who knows, right? Um, But we know who that, I I do think we can trust Rogue as far as what their motivation was, that it was to prolong Zeke's life, to keep Zeke alive for nine months because him being eaten the moment he stepped foot on the island was the best for everybody um yes okay so then wow this is a way to kick off our <laughs> podcast with a you know death battle on historia's pregnancy true i'm just really excited because i don't i have a feeling it's all going to be i mean if i'm wrong i'm going to be devastated but i really do think you know we'll see we'll see but i think there's a chance that she's not and i would very much like her to not be pregnant 
Um, and it's not that I don't want her to be, if she, if there's something that she wanted, great. But if it's some, I don't like the idea of her being forced into this yeah. and that's the appearance I'm seeing right now. Yeah. I mean, like forced is a, a tricky word in this instance, but yeah, she doesn't seem happy with her decision. Let's leave it at that. Right. Yeah. And we can't forget that if she, you know, bringing a child into the world for the sole purpose of being a weapon mm, um, yeah. to orf- to be orphaned at 13 when it cannibalizes her. I mean, yeah. I know people have had to do that. Mm. We have a line of succession that proves that people have done that. But Historia's entire arc being about growing up unwanted, unloved, seeing her mother murdered. Yeah. For her to be repeating that no. history, I would need to see an awful lot of development to justify that. And not just, you know, here she is the queen and now here she is knocked up and pregnant on a front porch in the backwoods. Like yeah. that's not acceptable. Yeah. But then maybe this is also her way of correcting, you know, her parents' mistakes. Like how, how does that correct anything? No, it doesn't correct anything, but it like in her mind, she's like, well, I can be a better mother than my mother was. And, you know, my father... He was a coward. He didn't want to become the next founding titan. But here I am. I'm ready to become the beast titan. You know, she's uh, everything that her parents did wrong. She's trying to do right, maybe. I would think she'd have a different expression on her face if that was the case. Yeah. I think this would be presented narratively as a positive for her instead of, I mean, she absolutely looks like death in every single panel. She looks Hmm. like, doesn't even look like her. True. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It's 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 too soon to say, but this chapter has made me very optimistic. Let's go to a happier um, discussion, and let's start with the the flashback we saw. Yes. So we asked the question in the poll: What was the purpose of that flashback? Was it to show that Aaron is still, you know, Team One Hundred Fourth, Team Paradise, or was it to show how far he's? fallen um how far he's diverged from the boy he was what do you think personally i think it's a a little bit of both you know he's it's kind of to show like yes aaron still has everyone's best interest at heart but the way he's going about it is in a way that the 104 would never agree with so it's kind of like aaron is trying to protect the people that he loves but he's going about it in a horrible way and the 104 is kind of the opposite they're like okay what we're doing, what you are making us do is unacceptable. And we don't, we don't want to be okay if it means that we have to do these types of things. Yeah, I think that that's probably close to fandom consensus right now. I do think that most people agree with that. I know I do. I, I do think that he absolutely still prioritizes his friends. That's, again, that's his character. Mm. That's who he's been um, yes. from the beginning. And I don't see that ever changing. If it does change, it wouldn't feel especially satisfying to me as a reader to have somebody change. You know, it, it's better for them to be misguided than to be, you know, evil yeah. or to suddenly change. So I do think that this is a misguided situation where he feels like he's doing what's right. Although mm-hmm. I will say staring in the mirror saying fight, 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 you know, it does. Is he almost doing everything in his power to make Aaron look, you know, crazy? Uh, yeah. So also I, the transition with the two panels of Aaron and him like staring so menacingly at us, yes. that was like, oh, Armin, I don't think he's on your side right now. Yeah, I, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. I love it again, though. I mean, I I feel sorry for the segment of the fandom who adores Aaron, but this is so much fun to see, like to see (laughs) his eyes and his, I mean, just to, because we have seen his progression. Like I said, you know, we, we've Mm. gotten so much good character development from Aaron and to see him reach this point in his life where he is just done, you know, and he just wants to end it. And, um, you know, I, and I, I think to seeing him during the um, the uprising arc begging for death, that was as bad. I mean, that was awful to see. I'd rather mm. him be like fiery and misguided than begging for death. So um, yeah. it's fun. I mean, I don't I know it's not fun for the segment of the fan. I, I mean, it's horrible, but it's fun. You know what I mean? Am I being I'm going to get in trouble here. <laughs> Maybe not with me, but <laughs> probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want Aaron to be a hero. Okay. I want, I want him to be, I want him to be ultimately good. 
you know, grace, gray morality, whatever. I want ultimately him to do the right thing. So it's really fun to see him being presented as this terrible villain because I do feel like it's going to be resolved. So I'll put it that way. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure at this point. Okay. Well, I'm not either. Isiana's so unpredictable. Yeah, that's also the case. And I feel like he's also been trying to prove a point. Like, you know, just because you identify with someone doesn't mean that they're always in the right. And I feel like he's really pushing that point really hard lately. Right. And Aaron is clearly not in the right here. I mean, regardless of whether his, what he did in Marley turns out to ultimately benefit Paradis and the Eldian population, clearly it wasn't right. You know, it's one of those cases where the ends mm. does not justify the means. So I think we're definitely getting that message. So, so we kind of have to see where, yeah, where he ends up. But I think, um, yeah, it's safe to say that Aaron's dreams of how the future would be like have kind of um, died. And he's kind of forging a new future the best way he knows how. Yeah. You know, and I don't know as a child that Aaron really ever dreamed of the future. I think, you know, he was basically born wanting freedom, kill the Titans. Mm. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know that growing old and, you know, having a house in the country, uh, I don't think that's ever been in the cards for Aaron. I think Aaron's always been focused on a purpose for others and not himself. Whereas Armin, Mm. Armin's always been the one with the dreams of, you know, of a tomorrow. And I'm not so sure Aaron's ever had that. So that's true. By the way, have you also seen the the latest um, OVA, Mika Says Lost Girl? I have not. I have not. That's no. that's like hot off the press, right? Like a couple, it's like a week old. True. You've seen it. Less than a week. I haven't seen it yet, but I have um, seen some interesting parts and read some interesting dialogue from it. Have you read the, the, the manga or the light novel? No, no, not for Mikasa. Oh, okay. I have. I have. So I know the story. Um, I read... Uh, that there was um, one line by uh, Mikasa in the OVA saying that no matter what I do, Aiden is always going to die or something along those lines. Yes. Was it also in the manga? Yeah. Well, I don't want to spoil. Yeah. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil the story, but it's, you know, the premise, it's mm-hmm. her dream. So it's very bizarre. So it, it picks up in the canon world where Mikasa is facing her own death. And then she has this dream of kind of an alternate uh, canon mm. AU of her time with Aaron and Armin. So it is, I I think I'm going to just say it's like the least satisfying of the OVAs because it's all a dream, right? It's like she wakes up and, and we're back in the present story, but it does introduce a few interesting things. I mean, but like any dream sequence, it's just not reliable. But I do think that... Yeah. Um, you know, these are approved fan works. Mm. I think the description was that it was not a dream. It was more than a dream. It was kind of like an alternate reality of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it picks up some canon events, but then different things happen. So yeah, I'm not looking forward. Like I, I don't want to say I'm not looking forward to it. I, it's never been my favorite of the OVAs because of the way it ends. Um, it's tragic. It's tragic. And, uh, you know, I, I want my OVAs <laughs> to be happy or I want my alternate realities to have nice endings. I don't want more pain. So I probably will watch it. But um, and I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. You know, more Mikasa is good. <laughs> yay. But uh, it's tragic, man. It's dark. I, I am just like Mikasa needs better than this so yeah i think that's also the consensus but you know you do get to see her happy as a child for a bit and you know i think some people do really appreciate those little what ifs you know especially because we never got them in canon and yeah and the canon is bleak enough as it is (laughs) yeah well this mikasa's story is bleak the the ova is very very bleak or I think it for me it just it felt very unsatisfying like if I'm going to be watching like an alternate reality I want it to be junior high (laughs) where you know all they're worrying about are their bento boxes and um I mean that's that's my this the canon story is so dark I just if I'm going to spend my time with the 104th outside of the story I want it to have a happy ending so but yeah I, I I probably will watch it this week sometime I guess yeah same I wonder if they will do like the, um, the Marley arc for the high school uh, 
Well, they've got so much to do. I, I, you know, we'll see. I mean, I guess if it's, if they have a chance to make money on it, they will, but I'm a little doubtful yeah. because like I have, um, I guess I have the first four volumes. We waited like two years for the fifth volume. I don't know what was going on with that, but yeah. maybe they I didn't think it would be a moneymaker or maybe it's not performed as well. So mm. unless Japan is different, I can't see them throwing more money at another season if it's not going to you know, benefit sales. So I'm kind of, yeah, worried it's not going to sell well because even on the cover of the, um, the latest volume, the main characters of the Marley arc aren't even on it. So mm-hmm. I I don't know if they think it won't sell as well if they don't have uh, Mikasa, Armin and Aaron on the cover or people just aren't as interested in the warriors. But yeah. Yeah. I was a little, I mean, I know a lot of people who've actually read the latest volume were very salty about that and rightly so, because I mean, Reiner, yeah, it's, it's the warrior story and yet they're not the ones yeah. on the cover. So, oh, well, oh, well, speaking of warriors, oh, wait, I want to backtrack for a minute. Um, the wine that Nicolo serves rogue. Oh, yes. Is it, po- what do you think? Yes or no? What's the story? Okay, there's something not kosher about that wine. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I floated a theory on Tumblr mm-hmm. and also on Reddit that, you know, obviously you've paradise is not okay. Granted, they're like infant children in the world of negotiations and dealing with the rest of the world, but you do not bring enemy combatants onto your shore <laughs> and let them feed you for three years. You do not. This is like, you know, n- national security 101. Do not trust the people making your food. Um, so anyway, a lot of people have pushed back, not a lot of people on Reddit. A lot of people have pushed back that, um, there's no way Nicolo would be doing that because he loves the one of fourth and he loves Sasha. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's no way he could be tainting the food and drink of, you know, these people who are so, who he loves so much, um, to which I say bollocks. But yeah, I mean, I think most people agree something's up with that bottle of wine. There is. And he's, he's not poisoning the 104, right? He's just poisoning Rogue. He was the only one who had a wine glass. Everyone else had like a cups of tea or coffee. But Rogue had the wine glass. So Yes. Well, my, I don't know. I think we could extend this. I mean, I went back and looked at the old panels. Yelena is the one that introduced Nicolo as a master chef. Uh-huh. You know, she's been really pushing him into this position as being cook. Uh, everybody has talked about the food and wine for Marley. Mm. I, I wonder if this isn't um, a little deeper than just, you know, I mean, the fact that they have corked wine bottles that are clearly tampered with tells me that this is not just rogue. No. Although you have to admit he has the face of a Titan. This guy's going to become a Titan. <laughs> um, if it goes a little wide, it's a little more wide, widespread than that. Like if um, it, it, the food being served to everyone in the military has been tampered with. And again, you know, my theory is, of course, Nicola would do this. He's a POW. He's, mm. you know, would like to go back home. He's being treated by the majority of the population as a slave um, or, you know, just being treated kind of terribly. All the Marleans are. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's kind of a harmless giving them if it is Titan serum, you know, it's it's only going to harm them if Zeke activates it. So it, it would be a bargaining another bargaining chip for Zeke. Zeke, if Zeke can titanize a significant portion of the uh, military, you know, he has a better chance of, of calling the shots. And I don't see why, if Zeke has that ability, why he wouldn't take advantage of it. Exactly. And I think also because of the timing, I think this is kind of Zeke maybe retaliating, just in, you know, this was something he, he held back just in case. But then, of course, Pixis uh, betrayed Yelena. And um, now it's his turn to do something in return. Well, I just, Zeke is smart. I can't imagine he hasn't planned for every, you know, these, these chess player types are going to have, well, I'll, I'll make this move if this happens, this move if this happens. Yeah. So he's absolutely covered his bases here and Mm. he needs to have a way. The two people that Zeke needs 
on his side at this point are Aaron and Historia. Those are the two that could impact his plans the most. I guess Levi. Levi could kill him. I mean, that would be. <laughs> but um, Aaron and Historia, he has to have ways to manipulate them, mm-hmm. uh, to get them on his side. And if they're not on his side, to force them on his side. And I could see, you know, titanizing you know, the majority of Aaron's friends and co-workers is being kind of a powerful motivator. Yeah, me too. Also, I don't want Levi to murder him just yet. They're having way too much fun together at this point. (laughs) I will hang up on you. You know I will hang up on you. It's okay. I will talk about I will talk about this from by myself for a couple of minutes. It's yeah, fine. go talk about it with you know other people and not me. And can I just say how pleased I am that in the poll, when we asked favorite moments, <laughs> am I allowed to talk about this? Yes, you are. You are. Yes. What is your favorite moment? Um, let's see. 12.1%, all of the above except Zevi. So 12.1% of people, uh, let's see, 8 point, let's see, who picked all of the above on its own? Just 7.9. <laughs> okay, so Isaf, I feel vindicated. I'm taking this one as a victory as well. Uh, these are my people. I don't think they are. So I think, pardon? I think they're just people who are sick of shipping and they're like, yes, no Ziva. <laughs> I do think it's sweet that, um, you know, I think with the favorite moment of chapter 108, we, I don't even know how many options we gave. It was a ton of options. Um, and I was honestly expecting all of the above except Zivite to be like the majority (laughs) choice, but it wasn't, it was the one of fourth blushing at Mm. each other. So it was very sweet that, um, given all the options, you know, a lot of people just, that's the moment that they loved. And that trumped, you know, Niccolo and the wine conspiracy. It trumped, um, you know, the who takes the time. I mean, that just, yeah. So it's very sweet. I mean, people. Like 40% of people voted for that whole flashback scene. Yeah. And it was great. It, you know, it was, we get so few nice moments mm-hmm. that, you know, for all that we talk about this series, for all that we love, you know, the mayhem and the destruction and how unpredictable and violent, we love when it's nice. And this was just a really nice moment. So I'm glad we got that. I don't think we will get another nice moment for a very long time. Yeah, me neither. Moving right along. Gabby and Falco, uh, any predictions there? I'm a little bummed that they ended up with Sasha's dad and not Historia's farm. But um, I haven't seen a lot of people talking about that. I think probably because, you know, Gabby's not a popular character and people sort of resent, uh, many people kind of resent any focus on her. What do you think? I mean, it's it's very convenient for them to kind of end up exactly at like Sasha's force. And yeah, where could the story go from here? I mean, what's the point? What's the point of her? I'm glad that Sasha indirectly, it means that Sasha's getting more attention, right? Uh, If they end up with uh, Mr. Browse and, you know, adopted child, then Sasha Mm. stays alive in the story to some degree. But I just I, I this is one of those. I can't see the point of this. Like, I don't know. No, no. I think if she's going to be confronted, like. You know, that Sasha was not the Eldian devil that Gabby thinks she was. She actually helped save a girl from Titans. She might see Sasha in a different light. Plus, if you remember, Reiner told her about the potato girl. So I'm sure her family knows about that as well. I'm sure they all told the family as well, like the 104. So is this, so do you think this is going to be Gabby's, um, I always call it a trust moment, right? Everyone has that moment where they realize that what they think isn't true. Um, you know, for a character like Hitch, it was the rampage and still, you know, these, these mm-hmm. defining moments. Is this going to be Gabby's I, defining moment where she realizes that these are people too. And if so, what's the mm, point of that? Because again, that's a storyline that we've already seen so many times. I um, think she, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be, I think she might not want to believe it. And I kind of like s- still seeing like the juxtaposition between her and Falco, you know, Falco is very gentle, very sweet. He, and he can see their side. He, he knows that uh, not the, yeah, he knows that the aliens are just in a really bad position, and it goes for all the aliens, including the ones on Paradis. But yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just curious because I think maybe it's just to help her understand Reiner a little bit better and what he had to go through. Maybe I just, I, you know, we're so close to the end of the story. I just wonder how it's all, it all has to tie into the plot, right? It all has to become important and exciting. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, we also haven't really seen any true acceptance of like the Eldians by, well, let's put it like this. We haven't seen any, uh, Eldians from Marley, from Libidio, except any Eldians from Pyades. We haven't seen that yet, really. Yeah. So, or have really have their minds challenged. I mean, Falco would, but he has always been like that. I think very accepting of others. I made this argument to. I mean, at least with Gabby in the story, we get Falco in the story because mm-hmm. they're a package deal, and I love him so much. I just <laughs> love yeah. that little guy so much. I really, um, I want good things to happen to them, and. You know, I'm interested to see where they go, where he goes, especially in Gabby, too. I mean, I, I, Isayama loves to surprise us, and I'm interested to see what surprised Gabby, if there's anything. I can't imagine he's has this like a little divergent side path going on the story that it's not going to matter. I mean, if they'd run into Zeke, that would be great because, <laughs> you know, we get kind yeah. of fiery. What did you do? You know, I would love to see that. I was actually hoping for that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I hope it will be interesting because right now I think that's the storyline I'm least interested in. So, I mean, Falco is my second favorite character, so I always love seeing him. So even if the storyline yeah. is boring, I don't care. <laughs> I just like seeing him. I agree with that. And I, I will say this, like seeing him rip that armband off Gabby. Like mm-hmm. when I think about like the best moments of the series where I just want to jump up and cheer for a character. Um, I would put that one in top 10. I mean, that was pretty, that was, you know, Falco's usually so reticent and, you know, Mm. rarely stands up like that. And for him to just rip that off her arm was pretty cool. Yeah. And he's just so casual about it. Well then I'll just toss (laughs) this thing out. Rip. Um, That was perfect. Yeah. And I like the little moment afterwards as well, that Gabby was like, you know, why did you come with me? You know, you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's, yeah. I mean, she's, yeah. I, I think my proud part of my issue with Gabby is that I feel like the story has, we've already seen this story and it's kind of like a repeat with mm. Falco. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm game for whatever happens. We'll see. I'm glad she didn't kill anybody this chapter. Oh my God. I was so happy. I was like, thank God, Falco. <laughs> thank you for putting the rock down. <laughs> Falco's the best. Yes. Okay, so the chapter ended with the warrior war huddle and mm-hmm. uh, also the kind of the aftermath of what Aaron did with the people mourning the, you know, mm. crushed child's body. Um, Isayama really wants to drive that home, that this was, you know, a, a really ugly rampage that resulted yeah. in lots of people who didn't need to die dying. He's not shying mm. away from showing us that. Um what did you think of the warrior huddle? Do you think uh, any predictions there? What's going to happen? Yeah, it was kind of weird that we didn't see like uh, everyone react and kind of process everything. It was like straight back to business. Yeah, I think everyone has um, their mindset on something right now. So I'm sure Porco wants vengeance on both Eren, but also on Zeke, because oh God, is he deluded at this point? <laughs> Poor little Porco. I love him so much. Yeah. He, he's, he's very, he's another one of those characters that's just kind of black and white and he makes up mm-hmm. his mind about things and he's yeah. very comfortable and life is never that predictable. So he gets his world rocked pretty regularly. Poor guy. It is interesting that it wasn't Colt saying those words because Colt's the one that was like, you know, Zeke's protege and the mentor relationship there. And Colt is just sort of zoning out until Magath mentions six months. Mm, But we also saw that panel, like, I don't know how many chapters, 15 chapters ago, maybe, where Zeke was like, I have a secret I need to tell you. So I wonder if they ever um, did talk about that when they were in private and he kind of knew or if he's just so focused on Falco and Gabby at this point that, you know, it doesn't even matter what Zeke did, you know, that's not his number one priority right now. Yeah. I think that's probably the explanation for it. I mean, his brother's missing Mm -hmm. and, uh, so, so yeah, Zeke, um, 
I wonder if we'll see anything. Now, Zeke is a known traitor, right? He's he's yes. uh, shown to be like an Eldian restorationist or whatever. I wonder what's going to happen to Grandma, Grandpa Jaeger. Yeah. Do you think we'll oh, yeah, see? Yeah. Bad things, I'm afraid. Yeah, I wonder if they'll have time to focus on that little thread or if somehow... Because, you, you know, know even their son was already a traitor and now their grandson as well. It's like, nope. Mm-hmm. Oh, and their other grandson as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, these yeah, these people are, should not be allowed to have any more, you know, offspring. No, children. No. <laughs> not according to Marley. So I, uh, oh, I'm so scared because you know the the grandpa's already you know in the insane asylum, and I'm sure grandma is barely holding it together. So I I really 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 hope that that's a storyline, a thread from the story that's dropped. Because can you imagine? I don't uh, want to see that the attack. Yeah, the attack comes, and mm. but then again, it's it is a weapon that Magath has to use against Zeke if Zeke cares. I mean, he he absolutely can show up, uh, you know, with the grandparents. They could be part of the ground assault, and you know, Zeke, we've we've got them. They're here. You know, we're going to throw them off the plane. I, I just <laughs> I wonder. I mean, you don't know, right? Um, yeah, they have very little. Zeke has what? A year of life left? I mean, what, how do you motivate yeah. a dead man? How do you... Good question. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. Does he really care about his grandparents, about Aaron, about anyone else? Well, you know how I feel about that. I feel no. I feel like if he does, it's very, very second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, way yeah. down the line uh, to revenge or to whatever his, whatever his plan is. I, I don't think it's to the benefit of humanity. No, no. Like sometimes I think maybe and other times I'm like, no, no, he's he's too much of a sociopath. I cannot see him really genuinely have any feelings for anyone else. I can't either. I mean, just the the cruel, the cruelty he show everything we're if he is a good guy, if any Mm. any part of that story with Kiyomi is true, um, then again, I, I, I would have a very hard time reconciling how brutal Mike's death was. There was no reason for the death to be that brutal, right? Or no. titanizing Connie's village just, you know, to test out the survey corps. I don't, you know, even the rocks in the return to Shiganshina arc, if his plan was to benefit these people and to help them in any way, did he really have to do that? I mean, I just don't see any reason why he had to have so much cruelty. And, I, you know, yeah, yeah. The, I think the guy's, I think the guy's insane and out to burn the world. So, yeah, I pretty much agree. <laughs> Until something in the story believable changes that, I then don't. That's... I, like if this ha- this whole story has a happy ending for Zeke, I'm so done. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah, that would not be good. No, I mean there there is no happy ending for Zeke. So that's the only one, the only person that I re- truly wish does not get a happy ending. Who do I? I, I, Zeke, definitely, yes. I am. I, I would oh. like to see him burn. And maybe, um, oh, what's his face? The one with his art. You know who I mean? The one with his, oh, oh, exactly. 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 Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't maybe, see that happening. Maybe him, but those are like the only two that I. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my my top three, I would add Corinna Braun to that. I just really dislike her so much. <laughs> Everything about her, uh, I have an irrational, or maybe it's rational, but um, I, I, I just really think that she's, I don't think she's just brainwashed. I think she's evil as well. And, and that's always where I draw the line with people. Like, you know, if they blatantly hurt people with absolutely no regard, mm. if there's no humanity in them, and those are the three characters, I just, I don't see any humanity in them. Or if I do, it's so tiny in percentage compared to the rest of who they are. The rest of who they are is, you know, selfish, vindictive, you know, qualities that I just don't approve of. So, I mean, we all have elements of that, but to see characters who are predominantly that way is really disturbing. True, true. Okay, well, we are at the 40, 50 minute mark. Do you want to say anything about the anime? We're four episodes in now. There was a lot of concerns with the first two about the pacing. True. Um, how do you feel? Um, well, right now with the last episode, I'm like, okay, whew, finally, we, you know, the pacing's gone back to normal. And I feel like we can continue with this pace and ride it out to the end. 
On the other hand, um, because the ep- first two episodes went by so quickly and they, you know, were jam-packed with so much stuff, I kind of feel like um, a couple of storylines um, didn't resonate as well with me as they did in the manga. Most importantly, uh, the whole Reeves storyline. Because we had some time in the manga, you know, we had some build-up. It took several months. And I really felt for Demo when he got murdered, and I really felt badly for uh, Flegel, his son. But in mm-hmm. the anime, we didn't really have time to connect with either of those people. So, you know, I get why he's important to the plot and why the people, why they needed to be in there. But on the other hand, it also, yeah, I wasn't satisfied with how everything was resolved on that end. How do you feel about it? I, I I think I'm excited about the anime season. I'm enjoying it immensely. <laughs> I I agree that the first two episodes, you know, we a lot of things a lot of things were condensed, um, and it was in order to kind of suck people in to give us these, you know, wild, amazing animations and excitement. Mm. And you know, it worked. It definitely got me hyped um, when I wasn't being salty about the stuff they skipped. But um, you know, I it has to happen to a degree that they have to condense these stories. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's, I think I'm up to five moments now that I, you know, not, not just, you know, Oh, he looked at her moments, but moments that were just really interesting to me that I look forward to seeing animated that have not been, and will never be, you know, for the most part, I mean, Demo needed to die, uh, to pin a murder on the survey core. That was his purpose. Mm. The, I think the moment, unless they show it in flashback, which they could, I think, where Demo tells his story to punch Levi, um, I can't imagine that that moment is going to be totally missed. I mean, that that's iconic, right? That is like the iconic moment right before her coronation when she punches Levi. It, it's got to happen. So maybe, maybe Demo will be there in flashback. Or we'll, we'll get it in a different way. Someone else will tell her that. That's true. That's true. If And if they change the narrator, it's sad for the people who love that character. But yeah. The end result is the same. Like um, it, the, the main difference that I thought was amazing was mm-hmm. having Rod Reese be the one to tell Historia she's royal and not Levi. A lot of us were really upset that we didn't get the scene of... You know, Levi just dumping this news on the mm. 104th and his story that she's queen and then, you know, forcing her to, you know, it was a uh, kind of a controversial scene. The way they did it with Rod telling her, I thought was so much more powerful. I thought that was fantastic. I mean, to see her start crying and it, it added a layer to their relationship that I don't think we had even in the manga. So that's one change I definitely approve of. Yeah, I think he comes across way better now. Rod Rice than he did in the manga yeah. so i think that's i think that will make historia's doubt in the cavern when we finally get there more real so i'm looking forward to that i think that was something they've done right and they've done some other things right too i mean we're all going to be mourning the scenes that we didn't get and the character development that we didn't get i mean that scene in berg newspaper with hanji <laughs> and moblet not getting that we're you know uh, that strong arm tactic but you know hanji was so badass in the whole the rest of it that you know okay whatever we got we got enough we got enough yeah so it'll never be enough for you know the people who focus on that character but good enough um but yeah i agree i mean they they've slowed it down and uh hopefully the anime only viewers will get the gist of things Mm, i think so because um i do like to watch like some people who are anime only like uh, do reactions mm-hmm. to the episodes and they're really liking it so far. And also if we look at the anime polls, uh, we can see that so far the anime onlys are enjoying this season far better than the manga readers. Really? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well then mission accomplished for the, uh, for wit studios, huh? Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see how, um, how this will progress for the rest of the season. But, uh, yeah, I think the anime only really loved um, the second episode, Pain. They gave yeah, it like a that was 4.5 on average. So, yeah, I can understand. I think it was a really good episode. And, it, you know, the whole Levi chase scene might be one of my favorite scenes in this entire anime so far. It, 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 it might be one of the best scenes mm. in all of anime. I mean, I would put it up there. One of the most amazing things I've ever seen yeah. animated. 
uh, out of this world good. Even um, my family, who are anime only, they talked about that scene when it was over. They watched it twice. I mean, they just were like, whoa, that was cool. It was really, I've seen it like on repeat a couple of times myself. So I think this will be like the scene um, comparable to season two, you know, with the, the reveal. We. Oh yeah. Like, It'll be the iconic yeah. scene. I think it might be. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was amazing. Now, um, I have not been following the anime only polls. What do they think about the music? It has, has, have those questions been asked? Ooh, I would have to go and look back because they're a little bit different. The anime polls for both manga readers and, uh, anime onlys. But yeah. I can check. Because I know in my unofficial, like with my family, they, they all really loved the music. They loved. Um, so you're talking about the music in general or the opening and ending? Just the, OD, no, just the um, opening and the ending. It got thumbs up from, from the anime only people in my immediate vicinity. I know the manga audience, we've been a little more critical. I think, you know, especially the opening. I know we discussed this in the podcast that shall never be aired. Yeah. Our thoughts on it. It's growing. It's growing on me. I love the ED. It is, um, I would say, my second favorite one yet. I, I loved last season's ED. I think this one with Historia is out of this world amazing. Yeah, I like the, um, the images in both, the opening and the ending. But as far as the music goes, I feel the ending is like quintessential Linked Horizon. I don't necessarily love it, but I don't dislike it either. And it's an ending, so my standards are a little bit lower for that anyway. But the opening, it's still, yeah, I was hoping it would grow on me, but it kind of still feels like your average shonen manga opening. And yeah. Yeah, same for me. I don't mind the song so much, but um, the visuals... Um yeah. Yeah. I agree. But um, as far as the ending goes, I think the anime only quite like it. The vast majority gave it like a five out of five. And for the opening, it's kind of hard. I would have to go a bit more in depth into the data because it was still um, a poll. The first poll was still for both manga readers and anime watchers. It's it's I only have the complete score. For everyone. I thought it was interesting, the post on the SNK News site, that um, they've actually adjusted it. They're not they're not totally happy with it yeah. yet. They added more sparkles. I more. didn't even, I was like, hey, this sends out more. Was it always like that? And then afterwards, I saw the SNK News post that they actually did make some changes. I don't know why they did it like that. Yeah, it looks, it looks good. good. It's interesting. It gives, I think it gives us an idea of just how tough their schedule is that, you know, they had to let something go before they mm. were totally happy with it. I have a feeling, you know, it, it more provides insight to me into number one, how much they care about the product. They want mm. it to be perfect, but their production schedule was such that they couldn't make it perfect in time for the yeah. premiere. Because I don't think it was due to any feedback, right? It was really because of their schedule. No. It really helps me to appreciate how much they care about this. They weren't happy with it. They wanted it better. You know, three episodes in, they took time to make it better. So yeah, I it's like pretty the changes. Cool. You too? Yeah, I do. I mean, I didn't notice it at first, mm. but now that they, now that I've seen the side by sides, it's very nice. Yeah. So I just I appreciate that they care enough that when they see something not quite right, they want to fix it. I kind of wish. Um, the manga mm. translators would do that. If only, if only. <laughs> if only they would fix the typos before they get into the volumes, but no. I don't understand that. Like, how can you have such poor quality and then, well, yeah, to me it's poor quality if you're paying for something and you cannot even get the typos out. Well, what gets me is fine, right? They they have a couple of days to put something together. You're going to make yeah. mistakes, but fix it before it's printed. They don't even fix it before it's printed. That's what yeah. gets me. You've got four months or three months to get it right at that point. It's not, it's, and you can't tell me they're not aware when mm -hmm. all of Tumblr explodes about the typos. I'm sure they're getting feedback. So what's the big deal to go in there and fix the typos? Listen, I can, I I can forgive one or two typos considering the time frame they have for like the immediate chapter release. But when it comes to the volume, right. I really cannot understand that they're not putting more time and effort into it. All right. Well, anything else, ma'am? Uh, not for me. <laughs> anything from you? I don't think so. So do you want to, uh, do you want to end this thing? What are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about next time? And how often are we going to do this? I think once a month for our sanity's sake.
at least for my sanity seat. Until we get good at this. Next month. So I think that concludes our first podcast. We thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And Luna, what do we have in store for next time? Good question, Mom. Oh, we're definitely going to discuss chapter 109. Other than that, we will definitely be discussing the next four episodes from the anime. And on top of that, we would very much like it if anyone listening would send in some questions for us to answer. Yeah, that would be great. And I'd like to mention that future episodes, we'd like to discuss the chapter polls. Um, we're all sort of actively involved in that and bring on the rest of the team. So if you have any questions about the polls, how we come up with the questions, um, you know, what goes into that or, or just comments, please send those questions. So thank you for offering your hearts and ears. And until next time, are you not going to say bye? Like it's just going to be rude. <laughs> oh, Okay, I'll say bye. <laughs> bye. bye.